You're now listening to the Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf. The Lone Wolf Podcast. Me and my friends have a friend called Michael. Me and my friends. Well, me and my friends have a message for you, Michael. Me and my friends. Well, come on, Michael. Push a little harder. Try a little more. Get your feet on the floor. Come on, Michael. You can make it if you want to. It's just not the same without you. All righty, everyone. Uh, it's been a while, and uh, yeah, this is episode 41 of the Lone Wolf Podcast. It feels good to be back, and today my guest is Colton Bonell, <laughs> which he wishes was spelled with an E at the end, because everyone pronounces it Bonnell or Bonnell, or has, so, there, has there been any more, like... Uh, there's Bonell, Bonnell, Boner one time, because somebody thought the two L's together was an R, and I'm like, no. Wait, how? Were they drunk? Or? I think so. Did you write them in cursive? They just didn't know how to write cursive? They, 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 they were probably like a smudge on the paper <laughs> or something, and um, that was that was a one-time thing, but Bonnell is mostly what right. I And I've got it my entire life, and I don't think it's very funny, so. <laughs> it was like I told you before, Wolf. It's been spelled, you know, it doesn't make any sense, and I almost wanted to have the person look at the paper and say, I want to ask him, hey, please pronounce that. I think it was like, a, oh, what was it? Oh, yeah, I was going in to get a guest sticker at Alton High because you have to go back mm-hmm. and uh, get your transcripts for college. And they make oh, yeah. you pay like $5. <clears throat> School's just such, it's a big business. Oh, yeah. I won't get into that right now, but uh, <laughs> it is. A big I said business. it's Wolf, W-O-O-F-F. And I look and they wrote down W-O-F-F. And I want to be like, please pronounce that. that that's, Does that that's look waff. like... Okay, I mean, maybe if it was W-U with the umlaut above it, it'd be, it'd be like woof. Is that what, that, what that's called? Uh, those the two umlaut, dots? Yeah, the, the U with the double dots on it. <laughs> I didn't know that. But yeah, waff. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. I'll deal with it. I'll, go get, I'll get my, God, less well, than are, average. Well, around here there's wolf realty, which is W-O-L-F-F. Well, so no. It's not? It's my last name, W-O-F-F. Oh. Two O's, two F's. I know I rolled it there. Yeah, uh, they, I know their family. I've never talked to them in my life. Uh, I don't know if I ever will. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I can pull a quick one on them and see if I can see if you can become get a discounted house. Hey, you can try. <laughs> get a family discount. What sort of thing I say is no. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, enough of my rambling. Um, <laughs> so you know, honestly, guy, cold. I'm really actually excited because we we talk when you come in yeah. to get coffee or Jermaine, But I've never. It's, I'm usually always nervous because I. As a closer, I have to do a lot of stuff to get done. Right. So, I, like, I want to talk to you, but I can't. 
Right. I have, I have my guard up, and I'm just like, you're at work. Cool, this is awesome, but I have to go back to work. So this is really cool. Yeah, to, that uh, we actually get to sit down and do. We're talking yeah. about it for six months now, and yeah, and uh, I think it's really cool. We had that one conversation, and let me just give anyone listening to this context. Um, and I don't want to generalize you because mm-hmm. you're an individual, and you're I'm as deep as the ocean. Oh, thank you. Everyone else, they just, they just. <laughs> They don't have confidence in themselves, but um, Colton is is I, I'm fascinated by you, Colton, because you're a gay conservative, and it, you're not a unicorn. There's actually a lot more of you out there, than right? There's you more think. more people that are but, openly gay but close conservative, exactly. And there's which is. Yeah, my bad. I'm it's, sorry. No, no, no. You. It's there's a you're you're right. There are a lot more gay people or people who identify as members of the LGBT community who are conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, they just a lot of uh, quote unquote gay right. values were typically right. uh, liberal values right. at one point, and it's interesting to shift. I'm not right. saying that it's true across the board, but it's uh, you, you do have a lot of people in the gay community right. who are conservative, and a lot of people in the conservative community. First who are of all, gay. can I? Can I? Can I? Say something. How dare you not include the rest of the alphabet in there? Oh my god, it's gotten to that point now. Yeah, well, it's like, it's like. I mean, that's true, but you know, my perspective. I mean, honestly, yeah. When you start including like, like intersex in that, like in that, something where you like you identify as like a dog and a human or something like that, or it's. it's, it's I've it's, never heard of it, that, but I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't. And exist. you know what? I and, I try to treat people with compassion, not be judgmental, but that's truly what happens when you normalize mental illness. Well... and I mean, that's what it's clinically diagnosed as is... And I'm not... These people aren't of less value. No, absolutely not. Colton, but, but clinically diagnosed like transgenderism is... It's gender dysphoria. It's and, actually considered a mental illness. But when you cater to the 0.001%, then you end up with like LGBTQIA. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, 30 different letters. There's a lot of stuff. And... One thing that I discovered a long time ago is everybody is unique, and I firmly believe that, mm. but everybody also wants to identify as something. Yeah. And that's how I feel. Right. Um, then. By the way, you look very professional. Too. Oh. You got your hands crossed and <laughs> a little this notepad is, there. Got a notepad. I feel like I'm at a business I, I, I meeting. I got coffee. My wallet's in here. My phone's here. I, I mean, I, 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 I'm your missing. Your phone just lit up. Probably yeah. just, you're probably securing a deal with a business online. Oh, I wish. I, I wish my life was that cool. No, no, no. Uh, somebody telling me. Who, just no, maybe, maybe, maybe when, you're, uh, when you're a pilot, which I'll get into that <laughs> later, uh, you'll be able to get some some deals done on the plane. I wish. Yeah, legal deals. My, by the my way, job yeah. is to fly, but that's a whole Gosh. different thing. But <laughs> w- well, what you were saying is everybody <laughs> it, they don't want to be identified as their gender or their sexual orientation, but they have to fall into the strict category. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying I say everyone, but that's not that's certainly not true. And mm-hmm. you know, and I want to say this too: my views do not reflect everybody in the gay community. Mm-hmm. I can only present to you my perspective. As, as you should. Because that's what this is what I live and this is what I do. I present my perspective as a male who is openly homosexual and I'm fairly libertarian on most things. Same I man. tend to leave on a concert I, I tend to lean on a conservative scale. Right. Um and it's no fault of anyone but my own. This is just something that I, d- I identify with. I don't just identify as a gay man or a conservative. I identify as a hundred different. There are, mm-hmm. it, there are a hundred things, but we'll get into that. Right. So it's like I, I don't want to throw anyone in the 
non-straight community under the bus mm-hmm. or I don't want to speak for them. I'm only yeah. speaking from my own perspective and my own experiences. Right. And so it's like, this is just what I observe. I could be wrong. I could be wrong on a lot of things and I'll admit when I'm wrong or I'll try to. Right. So <clears throat> that that's what I have to say about that. Right. So anyway. when, I guess there's a few things I want to unpack there. One, you should only identify as Colton Bonnell. Or Bonnell, sorry. Bonnell. I, just, I, just, I just messed up. Colton Bonnell is not a well, person. And I'll tell people that. Okay, They're like, hey, what are you? I'm like, I'm Michael Wolf. Like, what more? I, I know that's general, but if I say, hey, I'm libertarian, which I am, I'm pretty libertarian. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, we're pretty eye to eye on, on, on a lot of our views on, on most things. Um, but I'm like, as soon as I say these things, you're going to go to your your learned perceptions of mm-hmm. those and you're going to put me in this box i'm like i don't want to i don't, I don't want to put myself in the box because then i don't want to project what box i feel i'm in onto you because that's not right. fair to you because you're a human who has depth and is subject to change yes you know i've changed my views a lot in the last hell even the last four years right in the last year everything right. has changed everything is constantly changing and what i believe today i may not believe tomorrow with a right. few certain exceptions so so have you always been um libertarian in your views or i would say no yeah. i would say I, I came from a very strong republican family gotcha and um i think i became a little more libertarian when i stopped caring so much about what other people do in gotcha. their in their time. Personally, it's like what you do is your business and what mm-hmm. I do is my business. And if you want to broadcast what you do, great. But for me, it's I, I don't know. I came from a very strong Republican right. family. And I don't have any shame in that, but it, it's right. kind of weird because my father, he is very conservative on a lot of issues and gotcha. extremely liberal on other issues. Right. So he's very, I, I would say my father really, who at one point I thought was the biggest Republican in the world is now probably pretty libertarian. Really? He's of course he's gotten older. Right. So I, I really don't think my dad gives a yeah. shit. Time, on what you time do. typically <laughs> mellows people. I, yeah. I, I've even found that just from being going from 20 to 27. Oh uh, yeah. I've, you know? I, I'm mellowed out. I'm more mellowed out now than and I'm I was sure like year next ago. 30 years. I'll just be like, like who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I, that's that's kind of what my dad's my, uh, my my father his exact words were politics are a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Lately, I've been I try to acknowledge them, but I have to I just for the sake of my emotional stability, I have to keep them at arm's distance. Yeah, because and, I I'll be the first to say I don't know too much about politics. Gotcha. I mean, at one point, I was pretty well versed in how things work, right. but that that education in me has kind of dwindled away because I changed career fields. Mm. But it's a matter of, um, you know, I really don't know too much. I I guess I should pay more attention to like worldly issues because it does impact me. And, you know, I I do vote. um, But, you know, I feel like living in Southern Illinois, what we vote down here really doesn't matter too much because larger cities take over (laughs) our votes. And and that's, that's an opinion. Cook County rules over the entire, we're the great state of Cook County as a very Uh. good friend of mine calls it. (laughs) But, um, it's, I, I don't know. I, I try not to steer my way into politics because I'm not a politician. I'm Mm -hmm. not an attorney. And uh, I'm not a lawmaker, and I will never be a lawmaker. Oh, right. no, I shouldn't say never, but I'm just not involved in it, mostly because it really doesn't interest me, right. these kinds of issues. And a lot of these issues I have zero control over. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I've noticed, I've noticed that instead of general politics, which is what, like Fox News and CNN, all these things, because they're, they're, they're all reaction 
based things. They yes. want to create a reaction because that creates more clicks, yes. equals more ad revenue, blah, blah, blah. Right, more um, ad space. More what the hell was I going to say? Um, Fox News. Oh, God. I haven't had cable in six years. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I mean but that's a whole different thing. We're, we're, we're the generation of cable. Dude, they're, they're in serious trouble when our parents die. Oh, and we're like, my parents don't even have cable anymore. Really? Yeah, they got rid of cable. Like, they got rid of cable when I was 16 years old, and they got an antenna, and they got one of those high-quality antennas. They're really yeah. super cheap. And we have Netflix. They have Amazon. I have Hulu. Yeah. But there's no point. And all that together is less than the cost of cable. Oh. Plus, the, if you include Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, right. and Internet, it is still less than the cost of cable, well, think, for me anyway. Well, because you can get like real high-quality... Uh, what is it called? Streaming? No, the uh, uh, the internet connection you can get with your phone. Bandwidth? No, what is that uh, called? Roaming? Not roaming. What is that called? Data? Data, uh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, mobile data. They're, they're kind of, they used to just have to they would bundle things up and say, if you actually want internet at your house, you have to get cable. Even they're changing that now. Yeah, so I know offering. plenty of people who don't have ha- household internet, but they have... Uh, they have the best phone plans. Right. And I'm writing down an idea for a Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, no problem. I, just, I forgot what it was. Oh. Yeah. I wish I could remember what, what the point I was trying to make. I wish right I could there. remember the point I was trying to it's make. It's okay. Too, but, I'm shaking the rust but, off here uh, with this interview yeah. style podcast. And I'm, I'm starting the rust, so. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, and which, by the way, I have, because we were talking about that, what, probably two months ago. I have nothing but respect for you. Because, like, well, in that. three ways, you have to be strong. I think, right? Go on. Well, oh, here, here, here's one of them I was tying together. And I'm not generalizing people, and I'm not, this is and no I'm way. And I'm not generalizing people This whatsoever. is in no way this attacking is. a religion. I, I'm i a Christian universalist, so I believe that every knee will bow and confess that Jesus is Lord, mm-hmm. and every soul will eventually be saved. I don't believe that um, you're doomed when you leave your earthly body. I mm-hmm. um, Just reading in a lot of near-death experiences made right. me kind of believe that God's grace does extend past our mortal flesh. Um, and I believe that for the most part, too. But, I mean, it's kind of, you know, well, I guess let me just shoot the question. Um, being Catholic and... <laughs> a gay conservative yeah, Catholic. That's just openly like, gay that's and just, openly Catholic. Yeah, that's it's like a trifecta of just like... A lot of different things. And having thing. to, like, defend your position and be strong in that. I, I will tell you this. The place I am most closeted is the Catholic Church. And really? the reason for that is it's not their business. Mm-hmm. And that's going to bring me into a point of you don't force people to come out. But that's, all, that's a different point. Right. I'll, make, I'll get into that later. Yeah. And I am hired by a local church to play for their services. You play the organ? And, uh, piano. Oh, nice. And then around Christmas and Easter, I play trumpet in a brass choir. <laughs> and I've done that for about 10 years now. Jeez. So they hire me. But the thing is, I don't walk in with my gay pride shirt. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't own a gay pride shirt, right. believe it or not. And that's a whole different point, too, on, right. on how I feel about that. And You just feel like it's like you don't have to prove anything to people and you feel like just like shoving in their face, I guess. Well, or? yes and no. My whole Not thing that I'm, is, I'm okay with people doing that. Well, like, I'm okay whatever. with, if I should, I think you should be proud of who you are. And exactly. I don't think you should ever have to hide who you are. Exactly. I'm proud of Illinois, even though people don't <laughs> shit on us. So that's why I wear this hat. It's corn ranch dressing Casey's in Chicago. Oh, <laughs> but you know what, to be honest with you, and I don't want to get like off your topic. Uh, Chicago's a great city to visit. I would never want to live there, but no. I, I enjoy, I've only visited Chicago once and I did enjoy myself You got to do it in the summer if you didn't go in the summer. It's beautiful. You feel I, like I you're... in the fall. Oh, you got to go in the summer. 
I'll go in the snow. You feel like it's like it's like the Miami of the Midwest, but the Miami of the Midwest. Yeah, because it feels like no, it's like a coastal. It's a coastal town. It's just. Busy and it's on my list of places to people go. People on the beaches. There's 29 beaches there. I yeah, heard that. You told me that. Yeah. Um, but my bad. You said uh, talking about the church hiring you. Well, they, I, I was approached by one of the music directors, and they only hired me very recently. And I've been playing for them just as kind of a, a charitable thing for 10 right. years. But they hired me to do services. And long story short, it was it's just a little bit of pocket change right. and very easy money to do, and it doesn't take up too much of my time. Right. And they, I don't think that they know I'm gay, and I'm okay with that. They don't need to know. Yeah. Not everybody needs to know. Right. And that's my thing. I, and what, what we were talking about a minute ago, you should be proud of who you are. I think mm-hmm. you should be. I'm proud of who I am, and there isn't, there isn't too much I would change about myself, honestly. Right. Which, I mean, my God, I mean, what we were talking about before this podcast, even people who seem like, you know, the world's just amazing. Like, right. Like, if you were to ask them hard-hitting questions, like, are you proud of who you are? They'd probably be like, oh. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I say there, there is a, there are things about me I would certainly change. Sure. I, I'm really kind of like a, a jealous person. That that's a whole mm, different thing, though. Yeah. I would, I would change that quickly. But um, like I used to be ashamed of being gay, mm. and that was when I was first coming to terms with it. Mid teens, I officially came out of the closet when I was 16, 16. years old. But, you know, prior to that, of course, I, I knew. I mean, right. there, there was no defining point. It was just a more of an acceptance thing for me right. personally. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm done fighting this. I'm done fighting who I am. Right. And I used to say if I could change it, I would. And I said that for a very brief period of time. And I'm talking a period of months right. after I came out. And then I'm like, no, this is who I am. Yeah. And if people can't get past it, then they... They don't have a place in my life, which brings me to a point being gay. And I said this earlier is not the only thing about me. I cannot stand when people introduce me as their gay friend. Right. No. Oh, no. Please don't don't introduce me like that. It's, you know, I am your friend. Yeah. No, no. The the only reason I, uh, (laughs) I brought that up in the beginning of this podcast (laughs) is because because people people typically think that like those are at odds and I'm, I'm, no, it's actually there's a lot more gray area there than it, you realize. It, there is a lot more gray area, and you know, I I I wanted to make this point is I I don't like being introduced as the gay friend because if that's the only sure. thing you associate me as, then you really don't know too much about right. me, and you're really not my friend. You don't associate with me being a musician or in flight school, or I used to want to be an attorney, or you, you just associate me with being gay, and that's just so right. surface level. Everybody knows I'm gay. Well, mm-hmm. that's not that's definitely to be not honestly, true. Colton. I, I didn't think so until you mm-hmm. you kind of like said it in passing. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, and oh, I was just like, cute. and that's. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and I said this earlier about coming out. My thing is, if you introduce me as your gay friend, you've come out for me. Mm. I'd like to come out on my own terms to yeah, people. Yeah, I never thought about that. I'm I'm openly out of the closet. Mm-hmm. But when I first introduce myself to someone, I need to get to know them to, sure. to gauge their reaction gotcha. to it. You know, if they have qualms with somebody being gay i'd like to kind of get a hint of that before i just come up and say something yeah because i don't want to start an argument or a fight right so it's like i would prefer to introduce myself as gay on my own terms and in my own way to people and most people just say this is my gay friend they do it innocently Mm. they don't know some people just need a little correction like hey michael 
can you not introduce me as your gay friend? Can you just introduce me as your friend? Yeah. For because I like to come out on my own terms, and you know me better than that. Right. And it, most people mean it innocently. And you know, we have this thing called National Coming Out Day, and it's October 11th, I believe, mm, of every October year. October 11th. And it came about in the 1980s after oh. a lot of the civil rights stuff, and it's geared True. towards promoting civil rights across the board. Gotcha. I don't believe in coming out personally. Mm. I say I came out because I, I truly did, but I believe we should be able to walk into any establishment mm -hmm. or any church or any anywhere. This is my same sex partner. Right. And we are in a happy relationship. Mm. And I read this book series over the summer to testify to this. The whole point of the book was why does it matter who you love as long as you love them? Right. And to me, that spoke volumes to me because I firmly believe you can, like, you can love people in a non-romantic way. Right. Like, you know, you love your parents, but not in a romantic way. You love your best friend, but in a non-romantic way, or your roommate, or your college friends, or your mm -hmm. friends from high school. And I personally think that if the ability to love, as cheesy as this might sound, is such a human it's not just a human concept, it's a concept across the board, but it really defines people on your ability to express your love and devotion to someone, regardless of if it's a platonic or romantic or mm. a family relationship. Oh, yeah, I tell people I love them all the time. And it's you, like, if, and you should. I'm sorry, but if you're a grown up and you don't understand the different types of saying that, then like, then we're. That's your fault. <laughs> your fault. Like, I have no issues telling those close to me that I love them because it is it is absolutely true. This could be the last time I see somebody. Yeah. And, you know, my mother, she uh, she did not get to tell her father that she loved uh, him before he died. And he died very abruptly, I think, of, of a heart attack. That's one, one of the things I pray that mm -hmm. doesn't happen to my parents. Right. I don't want to get, like, wake up with a phone call. Hey, and the last they died. Thing. Like, I want to, I know that, I know that it's like everyone wishes they had the perfect, yeah, situation, but so I, I guess my my point on yeah, that, which about that. really has no, it's it's perfectly relatable. My point on that is, there's never a bad time to tell somebody that you love them. In fact, if you think it's a bad time, it's probably the right time to mm. say something. And a lot of people, I think that there's this thing called the seven love languages. I don't know what they are. Five. It's five. Yeah. There's, okay. It's uh, oh God, words of affection or words of affirmation. Now touch. Gifts, there's service, service, acts of service. I think there's. Well, uh, well, to, to that though, and you know, this this really does have to do with with what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, but you express your loves in different way to different people. For example, I don't tell, you know, my close friends I love them. In fact, I might just send them a text every couple of days and ask them how they're doing, make mm. sure they're doing okay. Whereas my parents, I'll straight up tell them I love them. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, I don't have a significant other, but that would be something I would express more. But you can love somebody in certain ways without saying the words I love yeah. you. You can Absolutely. do something for them. You can say the actual words. You can assist them while that's doing something for them. There's a, a whole lot of ways to tell someone something. But really, and this is, has to do with the conservatism which and the Catholicism. Mm. The whole point of Christianity is to love one another. Yeah. Absolutely. Where did we go wrong with that? Well, like, I think, <laughs> I mean, at least my interpretation, I know I'm probably just absolutely butchering um, well, I am too, I'm sure. the story here, but I talked to my uncle who I love him. You know, I actually know he doesn't have a problem with me saying this. 
Um, he, in his younger, younger past, he had, he had done acts of, of homosexuality. And <laughs> he's now married to a, a woman, the, the, one of the happiest married, married couples I, I could think of. But uh, he was talking about the whole, you know, when people approach him like, oh, homosexuality, homosexuality is an abomination. He said, Michael, yeah. they don't understand the context of why that was said. Right. There was people who were going in and, and committing acts of, of sex to a false god. Right. That's why it was said it was an abomination. Right. Or not, they were married not, men. Yeah, married not, 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 not the two men being in love. That's not a problem. If that was such a problem, why is it also say in the Bible that anyone who loves is born of God? Right. And, why, and if God really has that much of a problem with something that most of the world is okay with, um, why, would he also, why would Christ also say to the horse? Right, that they were closer to the kingdom than the Pharisees, who, who were of riches, were, you know, and, were by the book and the Bible, and they were like all about it, you know, just like yeah. And I and think I, I don't believe at all that we're believe we're reading the unedited version of the Bible. Oh God, no! I mean, come on, like whenever if you actually sit down and read a Bible from the 1600s, just going that soon in history, right. it is near impossible. I've Ooh, tried to do the old several, English. Old English. It is difficult. Catholics read that. Of the, I believe it's the King James version. I am really rusty on my Catholicism, even though I'm in mass every other. There's week. a fanaticism out there. There's people that believe King James are nothing. They like if you believe, if you read the NIV version, then like then it doesn't you're not make getting sense. the true word. It's like well, you're not getting the true word anyway. And the exactly the thing is so with with the Bible. It was written by man. Mm-hmm. God didn't sit down to write the Bible. Well, you get this. There's actually the false pen of the scribes in the Bible. He, he's he's showing an apostle that the scribes were writing lies about him. So right there in the Bible it says it, it's a disclaimer almost. Yeah, like some of what you're reading, if not most of it, is probably not true. And the thing is with the Bible, and I've read a lot of the Bible. Mm-hmm. A lot of Christians, or many Christians, I, I should say, they believe in the literal interpretation. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, from yes. a legal perspective. When we're talking constitution, statutes, literal mm-hmm. interpretation, that is what I, if the statute says X, Y, Z, the statute means X, Y, Z. But the Bible, because it's been translated, a lot of stuff has been lost in translation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And what I interpret as this, an, for example, an ark. Mm. Noah's ark, and this is, this is a whole podcast by itself, I believe was actually... A spacecraft. I believe that we are descendants of aliens. Mm. And I've believed that my entire life. Yeah. I, I don't think we just appeared here. I think that does this does not discredit God, but what it does do is it says like we had alien technology when the Bible was written, but nobody knew how to describe this UFO coming down to earth, taking up all the animals and flying away while this horrible disaster happened. So we called it an ark because that was the only thing we knew of. Mm-hmm. In the 1400s, an Italian painter, he painted this massive display, this mural of an aerial battle between crosses and cigars. That's what they look like. That's the only thing really? he knew how to drew. Yes. I think it was in the 1400s. I think it was Italy. <laughs> John's, <But> sorry, this. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, is a whole, this is the whole thing. But, but my point is, 
I just pictured seeing that. <laughs> just, just if look up on the mural and you see uh, crosses and cigars and lights. That's the that's that's what they looked like to him. Yeah. Because we, if you looked up in the sky in the 1980s and you saw a flying triangle, you would call it a UFO. Mm. That was actually a B two bomber or a B, or an F seventeen, whatever. Yeah. I think it was the F seventeen that came first. But we call it a UFO because it's strange. But we. Now, if we looked up and we saw that, that's a fighter jet. That is a bomber coming from Whitman Air Force Base over in Missouri. Mm. And I was thinking of the stealth bombers. That's, what, that's okay. where they're at. They're, they're okay. stationed out of Whitman, Missouri. Really? It, they are three hours away from St. Louis. And what? if you're ever flying over there and you, you're just listening to radio frequencies or you're oh, listening gosh. to a scanner or something and you hear something called the Reaper, that's, the, that's their call sign. They're called Reapers. Wow. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. Well, actually, this is pretty public knowledge. I mean, this isn't sure. top secret stuff. Right. But um, if you ever hear over a, an FAA frequency, the Reapers, mm. they're talking about the B-2 bombers, and they ca- they're stationed out of Whitman Air Force oh, Base. Oh, wow. I, I, I believe. Now, if somebody comes along and says that I'm wrong, they could be correct, and I could be wrong. But it's to my understanding that uh, they're at a Whitman Air Force Base. Really? Yeah. That's fascinating. But yeah, um, so yeah, you're talking about the arc and like interpretations yeah. of that. Oh. Um, but who's to say that yeah. wasn't a UFO though? That's what I'm saying. Sure. Because that's the only thing they knew how to identify as. And then translation is still an arc. Sure. It becomes a boat, becomes right. a ship, well, back to an arc. You know, you know, just from obviously being an American citizen and knowing the intricacies of English, it seems like because it's a Germanic language, mm-hmm. we're it very is. literal in our words. Yes. And... Like, I don't know if this is right or not. That's what I've kind of heard here and there, that mm-hmm. Hebrew and Aramaic were more metaphorical and more kind of yes. painting a picture of, of something rather than like, this means this, and therefore you must interpret it as that. It's, it can be interpreted in different ways. Yes, exactly. There's, you know, there's a hundred different And I'm sorry, but I don't believe, I don't care how smart anyone is, I don't believe that every word was, you know, transcribed without error it's just no it's no it's simply not true because you could look at a word and if you're writing this down by hand you might misinterpret a couple letters here and there or a couple different words especially if you're not speaking the same language as the right. original author so that's a whole different thing so i believe a lot of things in the bible can be interpreted literally but I think a lot of the main messages, though, are pretty literal. Like, you know, Jesus said, one another as I have loved you and sin no more. Well, that's pretty black and white, if you ask me. So that's how I feel about that. But anyway, um, political views, I'm not so well-versed in politics that I I can speak for Democrats or speak for Republicans. And as to my... It seems to me that people are shifting. You find closed-minded people and open-minded people on both sides of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. I like to consider myself pretty open-minded at the end of the day. Right. And I think it's important to have an open mind for obvious reasons. But if somebody doesn't identify as something, they should not be ostracized for not being a part of that group. For example, what I see, what I've noticed in the LGBT community, and this is just my perspective, I'm white. Mm. And I feel like there are a lot of people who are very racist toward white people. Oh, absolutely. And toward black people. I feel like there's a lot of racism. Well, I mean, so much so that, like, I don't know if you heard about this. They're, 
Like South Africa okayed it with the government to go and kill specifically white farmers. God, why? Mm-hmm. Because uh, apartheid used to exist there. And oh, my And they God. feel like um, the the farmlands are theirs and, and they'll take it by any means necessary. That's ridiculous. And so I'm yeah. not here to talk about race because gotcha. I, I am not subject well, to racism. I, I'm not. I've never been... But I've noticed. Wasn't it funny that people that have the most problems with it supposedly are the ones who they can only think in terms of race, right? And they only like, talk about that. I mean, we're I could see, care less about see it. See past the skin, see past the gender, and see past the sexual identity. Gotcha. That's very all. That's very serviceable. Okay, so what? They're African American. So what? They're Hispanic. Right. There's a lot more. You were literally talking surface level stuff here. Yeah, exactly. And of course, yeah, people melanin. are tied to their heritage. <laughs> I, I know plenty of Hispanic people who are very tied to their Mexican history. Right. They came from Mexico. They came from Spain. Yeah. And they celebrate yeah. quinceañeras. Dude, and- I was thinking about wearing my little uh, shirt that said uh, Victory or Valhalla on the back because wolf, wolf comes from Viking. You're a Viking. I'm I'm freaking Italian. I'm supposed to yell at people right. all day. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's that's I mean that's you're really supposed, all we're supposed to always I'm talk using with your my hands. Thing. You can't see this, but I, I I'm talking with my hands. I'm really good about talking with my hands. Uh, thank thank God for oh God Italian food. God bless. Oh God bless Italian. Do you know which region of Italy? I have no okay. idea. I I am a mutt in all definitions. I'm. British, French, Italian. I think I have some Native American. Okay. I mean, I would not be surprised gotcha. to have some Czech in me as well. Huh. But really, you know, it is acceptable and lovely to be proud of your heritage, yeah. whether you're African American or Nordic or Irish. I think mm-hmm. that's the right word. Is Irish? Yeah, Nordic. Yeah, yeah, Nordic. Yeah, like it's Scandinavian. Oh, Scandinavian. Scandinavian. Yeah. Um, it just. Just from that, and you're Native American or African American. I know someone. I worked with her at one point at a at a job. She is incredibly proud to be African American. Mm. She dresses in head wraps. Sure, she dresses a very, and I think she is a very recent transplant to the United States. I gotcha. think her great grandmother came from some African country and mm-hmm. I could be mistaken on that, but she's very, she was raised in a deep African, a traditional African um, family. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to see her celebrate holidays. Right. And, and, and she's Christian too, because a lot of Africans are Christian. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is how they celebrate things. Yeah. It's, it's quite, quite entertaining. And I say entertaining because it's just so different to me to see how diff people of different backgrounds, like, Italians celebrate Christmas by yelling at each other. <laughs> it's 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 the truth. I mean, it is loud. You walk you're into it, it wrong. What the fuck is the matter with you? Huh? Where is the lasagna? Who who broke the wine or who brought this wine? And somebody's pouring out of the sink. And Mama is crying in the kitchen. I this red wine. This is yes, this is red wine. This is an insult. My mother is rolling in a grave. If my mother's rolling in her grave. What did I do to disrespect this? And then it, it's uh. hilarious, but it's it, it's okay to be proud of who you're a part of mm-hmm. now. I say that in connection with this because it is perfectly acceptable to be proud to be straight and white. Mm -hmm. What I see in the gay community is a lot of people ostracize straight white Mm -hmm. men, not women, right? Men. Well, yeah. For example, I would not take my close straight white friends to an LGBT QA and the A there means allies. So you're not, 
a member of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender community. You're a friend of a friend that's a member. Doesn't that seem so funny to you, though? The people who fight for inclusion and open-mindedness are shut off to (laughs) people who aren't exactly like them. Yeah, just, that's it's so hypocritical. They should add that into the the, the they should say H. Yeah, hypocritical. <laughs> and this is not a reflection of everybody in the community. Exactly. This is what I noticed. I went to a very liberal college, and I again, most of my friends are straight and white. Gotcha. I don't have very many friends who are gay or bi or African. American or Hispanic. I just don't. And it's not to say I do have some very good friends that are Mm African-American and I'm very happy. They're my friends and I would gladly do anything I want to with them. Like as far as socialization goes, but the main people that I've associated with, and maybe it's because I'm from a small town are just heterosexual men. That's, Mm. and it's, there's not, no, I mean, well, all all percentage wise is pretty, uh, it's pretty represent representative (laughs) of what the country is. Which is really interesting. It is. Yeah, we're percentage-wise, we're, we're pretty much on par with cities. <laughs> yeah, we are. And I just, it's interesting to me that I, I don't know the exact numbers of the population that identifies as gay, mm-hmm. but it's interesting to me that there's so many communities within a community. Oh, yeah. And even in like the gay community, there are people. Um, I, forgot, I lost my train of thought. In the gay community, there are cliques. You said like sub communities of yes, sub communities. There are cliques. Gotcha. And there are oh. always cliques. There's cliques in your workplace. Right. There's cliques at your at your school. Oh yeah. And you cliques see that in church and cliques in church. Yeah, that's a and yeah. some could argue that church is just a big clique. But there's cliques and cliques. True. There's what there really are. Well, I remember one time I actually confronted someone about that. I'm like, I feel so like this is where I come to feel kind of. Like accepted, but I, I feel so like alone. Like, yeah, and they were like, "Oh, we shouldn't be talking about this. You should bring this up to you later." And I was just like, "No, why?" I uh, I didn't slam a door in their face, but I just turned on my heels and walked the hell out of there. I'm like, I wanted to just say, "Go fuck yourself." Well, <laughs> and the funny thing is, too, if you walk up to a Catholic, whether they've been Catholic for their entire lives or just mm-hmm. Catholic for ten years, because I I can I converted Catholicism. I was Presbyterian before I was Catholic, and I okay. converted when I was about fifteen years old because I identified more with yeah. the religion. What's uh, what are some of, like the differences between the two? Well, I think I've been to both actually. Well, if you go into any Catholic church, you'll notice a lot of kneeling and a lot of bowing. That's right. That's right. That's because Catholics believe that Jesus is present and what we call the host, and that's communion. Mm. We believe him in a physical presence, and we consume his physical presence with wafers and wine because at the Last Supper, he said, take this, this is my body. Right. It shall be given up for you, or whatever the exact verbiage is. I I don't know. I, I can never remember it. But... And really, Catholics, you know, of course, that there's a thing on purgatory, there's confession, um, there's a lot more pomp and circumstance and a lot more mm-hmm. rituals to Catholicism gotcha. than a lot of other uh, Christian religions. Right. And I just personally aligned more with Catholicism gotcha. than I did with Presbyterianism. Okay. And I was 15 years old, and I don't regret converting to Catholicism. Yeah. And I, I became Catholic before I came out as gay, yeah. which I don't think, I, I mean, I knew I was gay whenever I was converting to Catholicism, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that wasn't, nobody was trying to convert me to Catholicism to pray out the gay, although I was subject to praying out the gay <laughs> by some people that were close to me. That's such a condescending thing. It's, it's awful. Let me tell you, 
gay conversion therapy treatment is a real thing. Mm. I was subject to it. And it, let me tell you, it what doesn't is just work. Where like they, they sit around and, and pray why, for you. And, and Well, not even that. Why not, do you I think you're through, gay? Not, not like what you went through, but I, I'm not going to lie. I came from a church that was kind of like a cult. So they would do, mm-hmm. they would do things like, like crowd kind of. Yeah. Like pray a prayer circle around one. Yeah. Person. They would really just, they would suck you in and be all loving. And then they would like pressure you one on one, but also in a group. And it's just, ugh, it's yeah. terrible. It's, you got to be strong to fight your way. You out of really that. do. And, you know, if you look at terms of actual threats to the United States, right wing conservative Christian groups are technically the biggest threat to the United States because they're stockpiling arms, mm. armaments. And you don't see that too much in the St. Louis area. You do see it when you go out to West Utah, gotcha. Montana, Wyoming. There are a lot of militias out there who have very deep Christian values. That's mm. not saying, though, that Christians are a threat to the United States. That's saying that people who take things too far are a threat to the United States. Gotcha. And there are video games based off this far cry five. You mm. fall into this religious cult and you have to fight your way out of it. And it takes place out in like really? Wyoming. Yeah. It's a wonderful game. It's a ton of fun. I don't remember who made the game and I played sure. the whole game though, but it, it was a ton of fun and you have to fight a Christian militia and it's a ton of fun. It, it was really a fun game. If you take out the whole Christian aspect, it's still a lot of fun, <laughs> but you're fighting in churches and there's like propaganda, like people being forced to convert to Christianity. Mm. It was really kind of a cool game just from a sociological perspective. Right. But it was fun, a fun game. Far Cry 5 is a ton of fun. I'd gladly play it again. Yeah, I've heard good things time. about it. I've never... Far Cry is a good series. Honestly, got one of the best games I think I've ever played that I just finished about a month ago. And if you, you like video, like playing... Yeah, still, I do. See, I, I don't, don't so much anymore, but... I don't care how productive and how adult I get. I will still love video games because especially now, there's so much art, so much beauty oh, in Oh, God, it's beautiful. Oh, well, Grand Theft Auto Five is a beautiful game. So that's a good, that's a good setup to what I'm about to say. I I just finished uh, God of War. Mm. Uh, I think it's five or four. I think it's five. Oh, I could be wrong. Honest to God, I would say if you have have preferably if you have this, do this. If you have a PS4 Pro or something that's capable of 4K HDR gameplay, and you have a 4K TV, play it that way. Ah, because they you can play it in sixty frames per second with high dynamic range. Beautiful. So just the colors, there's so many more colors and so much more, just everything oh, to, to take in during the game. And um, I love the game because it's it's they said it's spot on with Norse mytholo- Norse mythology. Oh, that's great. But Norse mythology. Kratos is just such a badass, and it's got all this beautiful music. It's, it's you're basically playing a movie the entire time, and. Instead of doing what they used to do, doing multi-camera action, it's it's one shot the entire time, and they right. just oh, they kind of that's cool work the way into that, so it, it draws you in more to the world. That's cool because you're it's like you're you're always present there, and you're never like you know on cool. the ground, and then you're up high. It's you're there with Kratos the entire time. Yeah, it's, oh, it's oh, fantastic. that's and so then one cool. game of the year, game of the year, which it should have. Uh, yeah, they did. I, yeah. I do remember hearing about that, and I have not played it, but I think I might. Oh, I might to. indulge. You have to. Um, I really like uh, uh, Norse mythology as well. Oh, I've, I, I've just recently got into it through just a weird way. I, I came across this band called Brothers of Metal, and they they're, they're from Norway. They're Norwegian, okay. and Those they guys, sing about yeah. different Norse gods. And oh. it's really. I, I mean, the, the handful of songs I've come across them are, are about. Norse mythology 
and it's still really cool. And I just like the music and it just made me a little bit interested. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that, you know, I, 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 I pray to a Nordic God or something, no. <laughs> but it's just something interesting. Like, uh, Yggdrasil is the tree that brings mm. all of the Nordic gods together or something like that. And doesn't it, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't it connect the different realms? I think so. Cause it, well, they, that's something they do in the game. Right. You go to this tree and then you put this little stone or gem or uh, runic, I think. Mm, you something like that. And then it, you're able to connect which, like Jornheim, Hell, which yeah. H-E-L. Um, it's not Hellfire and Brimstone. It's literally ice. Like, right. Which So it's really, yeah. But, oh, it's fascinating. Dude, if you really like Norse mythology, and you can get, you can get the game for cheap. Yeah, you er, can now. Cheaper. Right? Cheaper. Please do it. Oh, certainly. <laughs> even, if you, even if it's just like only for like... 20 minutes after a day of, you know, studying and flying. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, just do it. It's it's so good. That's that's definitely on the list of things, too. Right. So I wrote down here because you talked about your uncle who engaged in homosexuality. Yeah. And he's married to a woman now. Yeah. So there are straight people who experiment. Mm -hmm. And I, without getting too much into that, mm -hmm. I think we need to normalize experimentation. Sure. Not saying you should go and bang anything anytime, but I think it's perfectly natural to want to explore your, the human body. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are people who are more open to the idea, more people who are, are close to the idea. And I think people are close to the idea because we still perceive being gay as not a normal thing, mm. which if you really stop and look in the last 10 years, you see more, th there's this whole talk about, there are more gay people in the world now than I've ever been. That is absolutely incorrect. Really? It is. I believe it to be t without any study to back this up. I just think people are more accepting of coming out themselves. I think there have been the same amount of gay people in the world, but you just hear about it more mm. because people are more comfortable coming out. So let's say 10% of the world's population yeah. is gay. That's just a random number. Mm -hmm. But 30, 50 years ago, we only knew 1% of the world population yeah. be gay. But since people are more accepting of it or people don't give, don't give as much of a shit, right. Now we know the more the population is gay because they're willing to come out. Mm, One thing yeah. I refused to do when I said I am gay and I'm happy to be that way, I refused to get married to a woman, have a bunch of kids, end up 50 years old, divorcing the woman, leaving mm, her for a man. I yeah. refused to be that person. Now, some people find their way that way. Some people don't realize they're gay until they're 50 years old. Mm. But... That's not, I'm not criticizing the yeah. people that do that. It's just we all find our way in our own time. I happen to find mine my way earlier sure. in life as far as that goes. Right. Which is good because you're. Because I'm, I'm proud. I, over I mean, time, I, your sexual market value starts to plummet. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, though. And I, like, there are people who are in open relationships. And I, yeah. if you want an open relationship, I will support you. But yeah. I'm not a fan of open relationships. So just out of curiosity, is there a prime age wise for. To be a gay man, to find a partner? Well, I've been single for most of my life. So, I mean, you obviously don't have to deal with like fertility issues. No, but I would say for any relationship, you should do it when you're financially stable. For yeah. example, I am yeah, not financially that's, that's, stable. That's, that's universally <laughs> I mean, a good idea. I mean, I have a full time job, but I'm going back to, I, I'm going back to school. So, this mm. is not. If Mr. Perfect came into my life right now, I would probably have to turn him down because. I'm involved mm. in a full-time job, a f almost a full-time program for school, and it just would not be fair to him mm. 
to ha- to to deal with that right. on top of everything he might be dealing yeah, with. Yeah. But it, you know, if he did come along and it was like, I'm open and accepting that you have a you know full work schedule and a full school schedule, we can work around mm-hmm. it. Maybe I'd entertain that idea. But like, I'm not looking for a relationship right yeah. now because I'm not financially. St- I, I'm stable enough, but I'm not to the point where I can go out and buy a house or gotcha. I can you know be off work for two months for a, a serious injury or something. I mean. But that's a whole different co- finances are a whole different conversation. But you should enter a relationship when you're financially stable. And I think that's more yeah. so for the gay community than well, th- isn't. Don't they say like a lot of the gay community is like really actually quite successful? It's fifty fifty. Really, it is. It is. It's just like any other community. You get you have some people that are on the poverty line, and some people who make six figures a year. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of misconstrued wealth in the gay communities. A lot of gay couples don't have kids. Mm, yeah. And kids are a huge expense. Now, that's not saying that they don't want kids or are trying to adopt or whatever, but yeah. you can't accidentally make a gay man pregnant. Yeah. Well, maybe you can with the chemical treatments and the way yeah. things are going, but but for the most part, you cannot accidentally impregnate someone and they can't accidentally have a kid. Mm. So not saying that accidental pregnancies are a bad thing or a sure. good thing. I'm just saying there's a lot less accidents. Right that happen in that way. And then, you know, of course there's this whole talk where, you know, gay people are more likely to spread HIV. That's incredibly false. Mm. It is, you're equally likely to spread it in a heterosexual versus a homosexual yeah. relationship. So that's a whole different thing though. Right. It's just been misconstrued for years right. that gay people are the cause of HIV, which well, is and, and asinine. I'm sorry. I don't believe that the recent AIDS came into the world because some, some guy screwed a monkey somewhere. I, I don't no. believe that. No, I don't believe that for one second. What I do, what I tell everyone though, if you're not in a monogamous relationship, you need to get tested regularly. Mm. AIDS, a- HIV takes, I believe takes six to eight months to incubate in your system. So you can get infected in December and not have any symptoms for at Jeez. least six months. So if you're not in a monogamous relationship, Talk with your doctor. Have, for the love of God, have insurance Ugh. if you if you got it. Cover your tests and then right. pay a small copay. Because I mean, every six months, and I have no shame admitting this, I get a full battery of tests. Mm. I mean, just because something could be incubating in me from a long time ago that that may or may not be the result of a sexual partner. Gotcha. And the thing is, it's blood and urine. Mm. There's there's no, I mean, I think the the uh, herpes test used to be a cotton swab going up your dick, but oh my god, uh, no, that's never happened to me. Oh god, that sounds that terrible. Sounds absolutely awful, but no, it is. <laughs> there, it, it takes ten minutes to do the test. It really yeah. does, and then yeah. they come back. You're good. Well, it's needles. Yeah, it's needles, and you know I don't do so well with needles, right. but like that's besides the point. I mean, it's it's a thirty second thing to have right. a, have a blood draw, and it's right. it's well worth it. Just at least mm-hmm. a peace of mind knowing that I'm tested, I'm clean, I'm good to go. So, I, and, <laughs> no, you reminded me of like <laughs> testing, and then uh, this brings up a story. I, I, <laughs> I think when I was like 16 or 17, I, I forget what age I was, I uh, cock blocked myself. <laughs> I, uh, so we, I don't even know, like we never actually, like there was never actually penetration that happened, but mm-hmm. me and this girl that, I don't even know what we had. I guess just attraction, just ignorance and not knowing ourselves. Um, I think it was about to happen. And, uh, you know, we'd like texted and she was talking. I, for some reason, she felt the need to say, like, how many people she had done, oh. done it with and how many people I had. And uh, <laughs> before anything was going to happen, I asked her if she, 
she she has any like like any HIV Diseases. or anything, any type of thing, or she'd been testing, and she just like turned right the fuck off. Oh my god! Yeah, and I was like, oh okay. Uh, that, <laughs> it's a good thing that that didn't happen. No, seriously, because I I don't know what age I was. So like going back, you know, going back to finances, I obviously had nothing going there. Right. Had no clue who the hell I was. I mean. I, I'm getting more comfortable with myself now in my late 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, I even look at myself three years ago. I st- was starting to bloom, but I'm like, who was that guy? Right. Like, but it's being 17, like, oh my God. That, no, the 17 be... year old Colton is not a thing anymore mm-hmm. for the most part. Now, do you ever feel like this? I feel like this this year, in January. I looked at pictures of myself from last year. And I think year by year, I'm starting to just be like, okay, those were good in those years, and I'm keep keep that mm-hmm. in that year, and that's not me anymore. I mean, it literally isn't. But well, about a year and a half ago, I weighed 235 pounds. Oh wow! Last night I weighed 180. Dude, so congratulations, man! <laughs> thank you. So I need to get that way. I need to the, get down to that weight. <laughs> the thing is, so I look at pictures of me a year ago, and you can, if you look at the progression of me 18 months ago versus 12 months yeah. ago versus six months ago, you can see the progression of weight yeah. loss. So just out of curiosity, what what was your method to do to lose weight? Boredom, actually. What's that? Uh, boredom. Um, really? I work in downtown St. Louis, and I get an hour for lunch, and. It doesn't take me an hour to eat. So I'd just be sitting in the break room for 45 minutes. Uh, I'm kind of like, you know, it's a nice day. I'm going to go step outside for a few minutes and just do a block around the building just to get some fresh air, blow off some steam. Then I caught myself doing two blocks around the building, Mm. then five blocks, then walking the 11 blocks from my building to the Gateway Arch. Oh, wow. And I do that on a daily basis now. And that's not the sole factor. Uh, well, the biggest thing is I actually got off of a very heavy-duty medication that I was taking for something. Yeah. And that medication, one of the side effects was weight gain. I got off that medication. Oh. And in addition to just getting a little bit of exercise a day, and I did change my diet quite a bit, right. it it just kind of melted off. And, you know, it wasn't until, you know, I, I'd been, I've been taking these walks for a year and a half now, but... I, Six months ago, I joined a gym for the first time in five, six years. Wow. And I don't go near as often as I should, but that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. But really, it was just. I a think everyone of, has, even if you go every day, you'd be like, oh, I should be going two times a day. Yeah. It's just, I like, should spend more time there, more time doing this. But it's an ongoing. Inflation. It really is. <laughs> and you know, especially this time of year, it's February. A lot of people are at the gym right now doing the New Year's resolutions, which is great. And I support it. Yeah, but you see those numbers taper off once you hit mm. April. Oh May, yeah, June. oh I've been there. Trust me. Oh yeah, I've you, been there too. And I'm not saying I'm better than anyone else. I haven't been in the gym in five months. Right. So, and I really want to go back. I need to go back. I I, I typically try to run every day. But yeah. I the whole point of me going outside out, though, too. Front, no, fuck the running on the treadmill. Oh god, That's, treadmills are treadmills are the devil. Well, it's not natural. You don't. The no. ground never moves towards you. No. It's not natural, and, it's, and it's painful. I like well, the ellipticals personally. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's ellipticals good. are hands down the best. Right. So it's good for non-impact stuff. Yes, getting non-impact it, cardio. You get a lot of stuff done on an elliptical. Right. And I can be on elliptical for an hour and feel good, mm. and feel good as in like I'm feeling like I did something, but feeling good as in I, I'm not in pain. Right. So. But it was just a culmination of just diet and exercise. And it's cliche, but it actually, it does work. It's it's really this. (laughs) And really, if I'm at work and I don't get like my 45 minute to an hour long walk in, I feel off. Mm. 
Like I, I truly do because it is my stress relief. It is oh, yeah. I, I put in some headphones, I put in some music, and the music depends right. on the day. But then I'm good. You know, I I I don't like Twitter as a company, but I, I'm not sure how I feel about Jack Dorsey as a person. I've heard good and bad things, but that's something he does on uh, his way to Square. Square he owns Square and Twitter. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's five miles. I forget how many miles, but he walks to work now, so it takes about an hour and fifteen minutes. Dang. He's like he he noticed how much that changed, like his his productivity and all that. Because he would just shut off, shut everything off, listen to you know, audiobooks, podcasts, yeah. whatever, and just take that time to himself. I mean, you know, there's definitely some, there's legit like men just take out the physical. What you're saying, that, that's, yeah. It's like running your brain through a rinse cycle. It's yeah. it's fantastic, and I'm oh, so yeah. glad that I do it. Well, honest to God, like I've I've came in like, especially on my days off, because I'm just like ah, oh, I start off my day wonderfully. There'll be times I'll come in here after a run and you know get like a tea or whatever, mm-hmm. and like there's one day I was like I'm I smiled the entire time I was in there because mm-hmm. I had this runner's high and it's just <laughs> well, I, there's I like yeah, there's. It's I just, probably because you're actually experiencing all these chemicals. Right, there's a chemical reaction. Good. And when you don't get that, you're just like, oh, your brain's like, oh, what's happening? Well, this isn't natural. To me, <laughs> music cheers me up. Oh, yeah. No matter what kind of mood I'm in, I can identify with music more than I can identify mm-hmm. with anything else. And there's this old thing, or maybe it's a new thing. I just see it a lot on Facebook now. Songs define what words can't. Mm. And I'm here to testify that I've been a musician for close to 18 years now, and I've always expressed myself through music and right. now listening to it more than just playing it. I really enjoy just letting it, maybe this particular song matches how I feel, or maybe the, like I'll occasionally send a friend of mine a song and he's like, is this your mood for the day? I'm like, yes, it is. He's like, mm. okay, I can kind of understand how you're mm. feeling right now, whether it's a good song or a, a kind of a more mellow song. But really... I, I don't like sitting and listening to music. I need to be up and moving mm. and then just walking with the music. Right. In. But the other day I just took out my headphones and just listened to the city as I walked. Mm. And that was kind of a different experience. And I liked yeah. it, but I, I missed the music. Right. So that's, that's a whole different thing. I think I tried to do that in New York city. Yeah. Especially in actually, New York city. Cause there's so much stuff well, going to on. Be actually, you. I didn't, I didn't listen to music at all because, uh, my little battery pack case that I took was a piece of shit. <laughs> uh. So I was limited by my phone battery because, uh, <laughs> um, what the hell was I going to say? Uh, oh, Google Maps was drained. Contra- oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny when I got back from New York City, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, it shows me, like, I think <laughs> I turned it off now, but it shows me my percentage yeah. use for the week. Right. Like compared yes. to other weeks. And it said, it said <laughs> your percent, your phone use percentage went up 800%. Oh, my so that's how much. I mean, it was literally like I was glued to it. And I was a little bit too, like, for example, I was trying to go see Hudson Yards, which is mm-hmm. like a new, it's basically the new financial district mm-hmm. for Manhattan. I saw the building right there. So instead of walking towards it, I trusted too much of my Google Maps. So my Google Maps, I ended up going further away from it. It's just like, ugh. Yeah. And then, you know, at that point, since New York is such a touristy city, you can stop into any newsstand and get a tourist map and it'll just oh, yeah. highlight the main things in fact i had the opportunity to go to new york city a little later this year and i don't know if i'm going to do it yet but i don't want to be on my phone the entire time yeah. i want to i want to get lost in the city oh you and can just easily find, do it i just want to find like a good area and then just 
figure out, well, here's where I'm at. And, you know, I find this little place to stop and have a coffee. Right. Then I'm going to stop there and right. go on to the next place and go to this museum so or this places. restaurant. And, I was so. this Colton, though. Try to, try to map out what places have bathrooms. <laughs> because Dude, I have a bladder the size of a grape seed, right? There is such a lack of bathrooms, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, that's so sad. Like, I'll if make you bathroom. have, like, the city, that I, I did the, what do they call it? The New York Pass or something like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Basically, you get access to all these places I instead of buying it. That. I mean, you could maybe go to the bathroom there, but like, there's a lot of restaurants and and uh, coffee shops. They don't have bathrooms. Find an alleyway. It just yeah, there's no alleyways in New York. Oh God. Yeah. Right. Well, anyway, that, well, yeah, this, that's the reason why Chicago is so much cleaner is because they have alleyways where they put trash into trash cans and into dumpsters. New York, you will literally see pyramids of trash bags piled up Man, on the so sidewalk. God, it's awful. Dude, it's so when are, when, are you, when are you thinking about going? I think May. Okay, so it may smell like a urinal. Probably will. Because, you know, if it rains, it just sits oh, there and God. permeates. And then birds and rats get and into it. Homeless so, people. and Yeah, yeah it's definitely... Um, <laughs> all, all your senses are going to be stimulated there for sure. <laughs> okay, rethinking my trip to New York City. Next. So, <laughs> um, Google Maps is your best friend. Though, Google though. Maps, it, oh it really gosh. is. And then get a, a, a useful battery pack. It's another reason I, I hate Google uh, in this in terms of their censoring people. Yeah. I love their products. Their products they have are great products. fantastic. Especially if you, if you figure out how to do Boolean searches with a Google search. Boolean? Yeah, you uh, put in qualifiers like plus signs and minus signs. Mm. And like you, you search the word dogs but you do dogs space negative sign german shepherds your results will yield if i'm thinking about this correctly it'll results for it'll yield results that have nothing to do with german shepherds so it'll take out all all search results for german shepherds it's because you're eliminated it's called boolean i think i might be using it yeah incorrectly but you use plus signs minus signs and it gives you a whole different level of searching so it's coding I no idea. Is what it is yeah just look up it's a boo L-E-A-N searches and look up how to use them. They're super easy to use. I don't use them enough to actually like, and then you choose words like not like all the negative sign is, is, yeah. a, is a way to say not like, oh. you know, N O T. So dogs, not German shepherds. You type that in, you'll get results from Google that have nothing to do with German shepherds. I've do with every other breed of dogs. So you just dogs minus sign. Yeah. Huh? That it's and if I that's the way I believe I've made them work, but yeah. I have to. I've, it's been so long since I've actually sat down and used a Boolean search, right. because now you can, you can navigate Google pretty right. well. Without How did you learn? Like I've never heard of that. How did you even learn about that? <sighs> For my job, really, oh, just how to eliminate things in Google because we Google people a lot with what oh. I do. So you talking about the aviation thing? Uh, no, I'm talking about. Um, Risk management. Oh, so okay. yeah, my actual full time job, which is a whole different thing oh, my than gosh. aviation. But I digress. So back to the the gay thing. Yeah, like the gay thing. <laughs> so I was saying this earlier. It's just you don't introduce people as your gay friend. Yeah, because that person you don't you don't know if that person's in or out of the closet. Right. That I might come out to you, but. I'm not out to this other person Mm -hmm. because I don't fully trust them or I don't know how they're going to react or I just don't know them. And like, I try not to come up to an event and the first thing I'm like, Oh, I'm gay. Give me special attention. No, I'm a friend. I like music. I like movies. I like science. I like math and engineering and all this other stuff besides what's going on in the gay world. Well, and, and 
No, you're right. Because like your identity, whatever your identity is, it's it's subtle with everything. Like right, it's not. I don't. I don't come out and say, "Hey, I'm Michael Wolf, conservative," or you'll "I'm Michael Wolf, out. straight." Yeah, you'll find yeah. that out. And through you know through little hints and clues, all yeah, or just there. spending five minutes talking to you. Yeah, and and that, that's just what people need to do. They just need to drop all their notions about things. And like I'm a person. Talk to me. Like you know, ask me. You know, people think I have this grand coming out story. I really don't. Mm. You know, I wasn't kicked out of the house. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like a, what's that? The what's the guy? Um, I know. Uh, not Elton about. John. He was the piano guy. The that's it. That is Elton John. No, the um, Fibba, not Fibonacci. Liberace. Yeah, he didn't. Liberace. He didn't come out. Liberace. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gay. No, that's not how it happened. It was really glitter more, bombs and <laughs> it was really more subtle than that. And really, mm-hmm. how I come out to most people is, yeah, my ex boyfriend and I used to go to this place, and I'm like, oh, okay, or and that's really kind of drab. And like my yeah. ex boy, oh, I'm talking about my ex boyfriend, but I'll I'll say something like a, a prior relationship, mm-hmm. or. You know, I was on a date with this guy or something like that. Or, you know, sometimes depending on my mood and depending if I've been drinking or not, I'll just be like, I'm straight up homosexual. Like, mm-hmm. like what more do you want from me? Yeah. It, it depends. It depends on the person too. If there weren't all those negative side effects, uh, alcohol would be great. Oh God. Especially for the, uh, you put three vodka yeah. martinis in me and I'll tell you exactly how I feel about yeah. you. But especially I, lowering it inhibitions. Oh God. And then <laughs> just the filter is gone. Vodka is dangerous for right. that. So, like, I want to make this point really clear. It doesn't matter. It, it, like, w- let's talk about romantic relationships. Sure. Why does it matter if it's another guy or if it's a girl or if it's someone who's transgender or someone who's mm. bisexual, if you love them? I firmly believe we don't tell people we love each other enough as we should yeah. because it's very... It's like, oh, bro, why are you telling me that you love me? And that's so upsetting. It's like, no, I'm telling you that I love you because I love our friendship. Mm-hmm. I love what we do together and how we hang out with each other. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying that I want to be romantically involved. I am saying there are things about you that I do love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's honestly a difficult conversation to have with some people because some people are just, they don't, they might see the same perspective you do and usually agree with you, but they have a hard time vocalizing it. One thing we have a difficult time doing in society is vocalizing ourselves and how we feel about things. Mm. Some people are very open. I'm pretty open about how I feel about things. Some people are more closed about and close and reserved and that's fine. Well, if you think about it, a lot of institutions and like I said, I'm not anti school. We're socially engineered in a lot of ways to not express yes. our, our individuality and to just regurgitate what we're told. Right. And give me one second, Colton. I think you're good. All right. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we had to move to room, move to a different room because some art was being hung up. But uh, yeah, and I have to be at work soon, Colton. I'm not gonna lie. So yeah. Well, um, I'll make the point that I yeah. want to make. Uh, like I'm, I'm gonna make up my key points here and. 10 minutes or less. So it probably won't take minutes. So my my first thing is you can't identify a gay person or a conservative person or a straight person or a liberal person just by those bases alone. You really need to take into consideration. I think you should take into consideration who they are entirely. It's just not fair to call somebody just the gay friend or the straight Mm -hmm. friend or the conservative friend or the liberal friend. Right. And I also firmly believe that it doesn't matter who you love. I mean, 
of course, unless we're talking about pedophilia or something like that, then obviously it's not. Which they're trying to normal. I mean, <laughs> they oh, are normalizing. Good. <sighs> no, just no. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> and anybody who wants to fight me on that, they're welcome to. But it's uh, y- you should be able to openly and freely express who you love and why you love them. And, you know, let's just speak in terms of romantic relationships. Why does it matter if it's somebody who's straight or rather, why does it matter if it's same sex or opposite sex? Uh Because at the end of the day, we're supposed to love someone. There's no greater gift I think than love. Uh And regardless, are you you quoting the Bible there or am I, am I, maybe I might be, I don't know. It's it's something I believe though. There's no greater gift than love. And I think the Bible might be, there's no greater gift than God's love, but there's no greater gift that we can give to somebody than our love and our devotion. Right. So why does it matter if it's, you know, I'm, let's just say I'm in the closet, but I love another guy. Why does it matter? Hmm. Like as long, and you don't even have people love the idea of controlling people. Yeah. And like, you know, if you're in the closet and still love somebody, still love them. Mm-hmm. Make the relationship work. Right. And because, I I mean, I dated somebody one time that was in the closet. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't why we broke up. Right. But you make things work because you love them. Right. And, you know, you want to, and then again, back to the whole love languages, there are different ways to love someone. Right. Platonically, romantically, or on a family level. So... Don't be afraid to express those feelings to someone mm-hmm. because you may <laughs> you may not be able to express those again. Yeah. And you should be able to openly and freely express those. And that's right. how I feel about relationships. Mm-hmm. Like why why does it matter is is right. my whole thing, you know, just if you're devoted to that person and you want to spend your life with them and you love them, does it really matter if you're gay? That's mm-hmm. my whole thing. And I think Tying it back into Christianity, I don't think God would really care if we loved another man or another woman. Mm. Because if we wanted to love someone in such a way that he loved us, right? why does it matter? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if Jesus walked into a gay wedding, he'd probably say, you know, they love each other and that's good enough for me. Right. I, of course, that's just my opinion. And I, I could be wrong, but... No, I think with... with, with a lot of my reading into near-death experiences, people found that God's... You can't even put in, into human words how much more loving and understanding, especially loving, right. uh, God actually is. Right. When actually faced with, you know... An actual issue, exactly. how loving and forgiving he is. Mm-hmm. And if we can... Well, you know what's interesting? They call it the life of you, and they said they're not being judged. They're judging themselves based off this pure standard of love that's, that's in the that they're in the presence of. Yeah. And that, that that just aligns with the the characteristics of Jesus expressed in the Bible. He's about love and not judging. And if we can if we can love someone the way God loved us, I think that's what we're meant to do. Right. So, right. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah, I think I I I I'm repeating myself, I know, but No, you're okay. It's it's just a matter of spending, you know, your life loving someone. And, you know, hopefully they love you back. And if, if you love somebody that doesn't love you back, you do have my sympathy because that is the the worst feeling in the world. Oh, yeah. But and wanting to be in a relationship with someone that you can't have is a pretty awful feeling, too. Right. But it's that doesn't mean, you know, you should abandon hope on love. I mean, mm. love your best friend. Tell your best friend that you love them. Love 
your family, love your cousins, or I, I mean, unless they're an absolute awful person. I mean, it's right. it's okay to love your friend. It's okay to love people in a non-romantic right. way. You and know, I, I think, think I'm gonna have my outro that. song be "All You Need Is Love" by Oh God, the Beatles. I hate that song. I hate the Beatles. That's the theme, man. It really is the theme here. I do like the Beatles, but over time, I have kind of like processed that they might just be a little bit overrated. Like, I understand in the the historical context how they change and shape music, and that's important, but... That is important, and they are. On a pure sonic... not and my a, yeah, and a pure music. Just listening to it. Not, not my thing. Not my thing. I don't. Uh, that's just so subjective. That's a, that's an entire podcast. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> you know my music is different than yours, and your music is not better than mine, and right. mine's not better than yours. But like we should we should just be able to be honest with one another. Yeah. And like, why does it matter if it's if they're gay or Christian or liberal or conservative? Right. We're. So, if you love them, yeah. Which speaking, okay. I just want. I really, and like, like I said, I have, I have to go soon. <laughs> I, I should have just wore my wore something that I could wear to work before I came here, just so I didn't have yeah. to like rush the end of this. Um, but I was just curious. Um, from your personal experience, have you experienced more backlash for being conservative or gay? Conservative. I figured. I knew that. There is there is no... And again, I'm not... I don't identify as a staunch right-wing conservative Republican. Gotcha. My views are typically more on the conservative scale. Gotcha. But I would more so receive backlash for being a gay conservative than being <laughs> gay or being conservative because apparently... What I've been told by people... Well, in you the, know, you... And I think people have said this, too. I'm pretty sure I've heard people say this who are who are, who are uh, identified as gay. People say like, "Oh, you're not a real gay," and you're like, "You're you're not actually this." Bullshit. And like, how yeah. how what's a real gay like? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's so how, how insulting, and how hypocritical. Going yeah. back to that, like, it's hypocritical. You're gay, therefore you have to be this. No, you don't. And you know, I honestly think if you asked a lot of conservatives how they felt about gay people, I think a lot of them would say they're gay. Doesn't well, especially mean who they you are. know millennials and and some of the Generation Xers. Even know. if you ask like a lot of like people that are my parents' age, I, I don't think they really care. Yeah, well, especially because they're at their age now, they're like, who cares? Yeah. I, Again, why does it matter? Like, I just think I should be able to walk into a place with my boyfriend or my husband, like this is my husband, and not receive any backlash. Yeah, I agree. And this is my conservative husband, right. and not receive any backlash. Right, exactly. Because again, just because you're conservative doesn't mean you're conservative on every issue. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for a lot of like civil rights, I'm pretty liberal, honestly. Yeah. But for a lot of like financial things, I'm pretty conservative. Yeah, just that's because what I say. I'm, I'm I'm libertarian because I'm socially liberal. Mm-hmm. I'm fiscally conservative. That's exactly what I am too, and I've been like that. For I don't want to say my entire life, but for my adult life, like ability of making decisions, right. kind of life. So it's that's how I feel. But I would I would definitely receive more backlash for being conservative, especially right. when I went to a very liberal school. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and, it's it's socialist indoctr- indoctrination camps. That's right, the, it's not just higher education. Right, it's it's really kind of upsetting because conservatives do have conservatives and liberals all have great points at the end of the day, but we just restrict ourselves to one level of thinking a lot of times and we should be able to. And again, with sexuality, we should be open to changes in our sexuality 
and changes in our levels of thinking. So. Right. Right. Heck yeah, dude. Um, Hell yeah. Unfortunately, I wish I could like end this on a more <laughs> like less rush, rush note, but dude, that was, I'm sorry it took so long to do this cold. No, this is, <laughs> I'm excited to do it again. I, oh, yeah. I have so much more. I could well, sit here and talk about love for two hours. It's true. It's true. And, uh, I'll actually have like reserve time and come here earlier and have everything <laughs> just set up the moment you come in. So it'll be less to, spur of the moment. Yeah. So we don't have, I don't have to bribe people to get out of a room. <laughs> It didn't happen, but <laughs> they were they were very nice, and we did end up. Yeah, no, Swabu is great. So. If he listens to this, which do you probably say won't. Swab dude, Swabu, that's his Swabu. name. Swabu Jefferson. He's a really cool guy. Amazing voice too. He sings. Uh, what's the highest? Is it tenor? No, soprano. He's a soprano opera singer. Oh my god, he's incredible. That's amazing. I will have to. I'll show you sometime. But well, you know, I want to end this on end the podcast with this. Because you're talking about it. Colton, I love you. I love you too, Michael. Thank you. Oh, God. See? Not that no home. homo. Right? <laughs> 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 oh, I'm going to get switched back. Oh, no. Care, that's hilarious. No, no. I People that who have a sense of humor, oh, you aka anyone who isn't a staunch leftist, will <laughs> laugh at that. You said that, not me. I did. But I did. You got to have a sense of humor. Exactly. Love well, people I mean, and love the to laugh. It's spice of life. If you don't have a sense of humor... Life's gonna get tough. And you're gonna get depressed. You have to be yeah. able to laugh at stuff, you know. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I laugh like no homo. I I think I'm fucking <laughs> hilarious for saying that. And like I'll say this to my straight friends, like, "Hey, dude, no homo." But and then I oh, dude, some take, some people take it pretty far. But uh, yeah, but it's like no, don't. I'll show you some of the memes. Grain of salt. Grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you some of those memes after after here. But oh, uh, God. yeah, Colton yeah. Bonnell. Michael Wolf. Bonnell, Bonnell. Sorry. Uh, whatever. Like tomato, tomato. tomato, tomato. I, I at least got a generally right. Yeah. Um, just stick an E at the end of right. it. And yeah, I'm going to start doing that. See but, if anybody notices it. Like I said, didn't want to generalize you, but if you happen to be a gay conservative, um, I want to be a airplane, airplane pilot. You're not I'm, alone. You I got Col- I'm single. <laughs> you got right. here. No, so, I don't want a relationship, but no, you're. Uh, you're not. No, alone. I'm just saying. Like, there's you're not. You're not just. Alone. You're not a unicorn. There's plenty. There's so many people out there. There's so many different. There's a lot of people that probably are yeah. just like you. So. Yep. All right, we're gonna like, do another yeah. one. So, yeah. Yeah. I cool. mean, I got so much more we can talk about. Yeah, so. I know. We'll we'll do it earlier, but yeah. yeah. This has been episode 41 with Colton. 40 or Bonnell. 40. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Right? I, I don't remember. I'll get it right. We'll it'll, it'll, it'll no, you did Bonnell fine. I just don't know if the episode okay, number Colton right. Bonnell. Just sticking e- No, it's 41. It's 41? Yeah, it okay. is. Because I, I wanted to get an even number last year and I, <laughs> I, I did it. I don't know. I'm, I'm not usually not like that, but I think I just wanted to do it for the sake of doing it. But yeah, this is episode 41 with Colton. Thank you so much for listening. And Colton, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank it, you so much. I'm so excited to do another one. It's been my absolute pleasure. <laughs> Have a good day, everyone. Bye. Nothing you can make that can't be made No one you can
Love is all you need. 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 Love